anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god and the peace of god which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through christ jesus philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 thanks for joining us today this is the hour of intercession i'm pastor joseph park we invite you to look with us in the word of god in the book of hebrews hebrews chapter 11 beginning at verse 1 now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away, so that he did not see death, and was not found, because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony, that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city, which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the sea shore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off where should of them, embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel, and gave instructions concerning his bones. 
by faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured to seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak, and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth, and all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Verses 1 through 40, all of Hebrews chapter 11. Father, thank you once again for your word. Thank you for the ways your word guides us, molds us, shapes us. Thank you for the blessing that is ours when we just simply open your word and spend, a, spend time with you one-on-one. As you speak words of life, words of blessing, words of empowerment, words that equip us, words that prepare us for the battlefields of life. Thank you, Father, for your word, which is the sword of the Spirit. And thank you for the power, the grace, the strength that rests, and the joy that rests and permeates your word. More and more, help us to be wise enough to fill our minds, our hearts, our lives with your word. And help us to be wise enough to always be growing in our understanding of how to, by faith, Put your word to work in our lives as the powerful weapon that it really is. Help us to be wise enough to do that faithfully, diligently, every single day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, what an amazing thought that you've written a book and you've made it available to us. And uh, through your word, Father, we, we find redemption. We find Christ hanging on a cross for sinners like us. Father, we rejoice in that. We thank you for that great rescue. We thank you for the way you teach us and guide us through your word, coupled with your Holy Spirit working in us. What a hope we have today. No matter the chaos, no matter the confusion that may be swirling around us, we have great hope as we dig deep into your word and you Cause it to come alive in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. 
And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. I want to continue to remind you that the American Family Association continues to announce its uh, its next family marriage, family, and life conference 2023 here in Tupelo, Mississippi. The dates are July the 6th through the 8th here in Tupelo, Mississippi at the Cadence Bank Arena. And it is two conferences in one. Marriage, Family, Life 23 includes a youth apologetics track for youth ages 4 to 17. Uh, the cost for adults is $75 per, $75 per person, children $50 per child, again, ages 4 to 17. The registration has been extended. So the deadline to register has been extended to June 1st, so you have more time. So we're hoping that you, if you haven't registered already, please do. You can register at www.marriagefamilylife.net and click on the register now uh, in order to register. And please pray much for us. The theme for this year's Marriage Family Life Conference is for His glory alone. And so keep in mind at the core of the event, Marriage Family Life Conference is designed to be a God-glorifying tool that helps to encourage believers of all ages to stand firm on their biblical beliefs while being tested and pressured by the world to remain silent about their faith. We hope that, excuse me, we hope that you, uh, we're just believing that the Lord will use it to help set you on fire and prepare you to be a better equipped warrior in the kingdom of God. Hope that hope we, we do hope to see you there. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. You may have noticed that as of late, we've been we've begun to have broadcasts where we're sharing some of the speeches of some of the young people that have been a part of our Ten Commandments Project speech contest. We've received the speeches, and all of them are great. All of them, they've all the young people did a great job. I want to share just a reading that was submitted by a mom. That's a great reminder as to why we as parents it's so important for us to be diligent about seeking to teach and train our children to be students of God's Word. And uh, again, keep in mind, what I'm sharing is it was written by a mom, and she shared, and she wrote it down and gave it to me, but it's a powerful word of encouragement for every parent listening. And she entitled what she wrote as for me and my house. When my oldest son, John, was about 16, I frequently found myself at odds with him about one thing and another. I was a relatively new Christian. He was not saved yet. I was feeling my way around in my new faith, and he was fully dedicated to testing it at every turn. One day I decided we needed a church out, excuse me, we needed a family outing. My two younger children were delighted and excited. John was not. As usual, his behavior was less than respectful. I knew the outing would be a complete disaster if his attitude persisted, so I told him, he would not be allowed to, to come with us. I also required that he spend his time at home in profitable pursuit. John, while we're gone, I want you to start reading the book of Joshua, and you had better read it. There will be a quiz when I get home. I think he was glad to have the house to himself for the afternoon without the quote-unquote happy Christians around to bug him, but not very pleased at his assignment slash punishment. When we returned a few hours later, a very animated John greeted us at the door, pointing excitedly at the pages of an open Bible. Mom, he exclaimed, have you read this? Yes, of course, I answered. 
Mom, this is so cool. You need to hear what Joshua did. I mean, he was really cool. For John, that marked the beginning of a lifelong love of the Word of God. He came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ a few months later and became a student of the Word of God. He was graduated from a Christian college and is now writing Sunday school curriculum. How do we reach the heart of a rebellious teenager? Through God's Word. His Holy Spirit is is faithful to bring forth fruit in the hardest heart. Again, a reading shared by a young mom, and she simply entitled it, As for Me and My House. Father, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity you give us as believers to be faithfully about the work of being disciples and making disciples. And thank you for the privilege we have as believers of being able to start in the work of making disciples in our own home and with our own children. Father, anoint every every listener today with a fresh anointing of the spirit of discipleship. Stir us, Lord, to get excited about the great work of being able to disciple people, period, but especially our own children. Father, anoint us afresh with the, the spirit that would cause us to have a growing passion to diligently be about the work of equipping our children to be the warriors in your kingdom that you'd have them to be. Help us to recognize, Lord, that we live in a a world that's literally a battlefield that we have to step out on every day. Help us to recognize, Lord, that your word, the sword of the Spirit, is the most powerful weapon in the world. And help us to grow an understanding of the fact that as we learn how to put the sword of the Spirit to work in our lives, and as we teach and train our children how to put the sword of the Spirit to work in their lives as well, we all can become victors instead of victims in this world. Help us to know, Lord, that Even with all the intensity of the battles that rage around us, greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. Help us to be mindful, Lord, that we don't have to be afraid of anything we see, anything we hear, anything we read about, because the greater one, you, live on the inside of us. Help us, Lord, to be about your business every day of walking with you, staying in close fellowship with you through our our prayer life, through our time in your word, and help us to be about the work of living out your word as victorious victors every day in our lives. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back. Shakers with Heaven on Earth. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. 
We'll be reading through the Word of God shortly, but to begin with, I want to take a moment now to read uh, one additional article that reminds us of the importance of being students of God's Word. The, the article is entitled, Genesis, Introduction to the Book of Answers. Again, Genesis, Introduction to the Book of Answers. Genesis 1, 1 to 5. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning. The first day, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 15 and 17. And how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scriptures breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Again, 2 Timothy 3, 15 to 17. Genesis is a wonderful, powerful, and supernatural book. It is the introductory book to the Word of God. Therefore, it is the book that begins to answer our questions about God. One might ask, in what way is the Bible, the written Word of God, the book of answers? In life, people ask many questions about life, real questions that they wish to get answers for. Questions such as, where did we come from? Who created us? Who created the world? Who created the universe? What's the purpose of life? What is my individual purpose? These are only a few of many legitimate questions that people ask. If you were to ask many scientists in our culture today, what are some of your main goals and what is your purpose in studying science? Many would probably respond, we're trying to find out who we are and where we came from. Yet it is God's word that gives us answers to all of our questions. From Genesis chapter 1 all the way to chapter 22, the final chapter in the book of Revelation, the Word of God has answers, many, many answers. What else would we expect from a book authored by the creator of the universe? He, of course, has answers that no one else would even begin to have. Questions, again, that can easily arise include, where do we come from and who created us? Well, we were created by God, and we come from God, Genesis chapters 1 and 2. Well then, who created the world? Genesis 1 tells us God did. Well, who created the universe? Genesis chapter 1, God did. What is the purpose of life? Genesis chapters 1 and 2 tell us to know and serve God. What is my individual purpose? To know and serve God, Genesis 1 and 2 and Matthew 6, 33. How did sin come into the world? As Genesis chapter 3 tells us, the devil tempted man to sin who gave in to the temptation and rebellion against God began. Again, Genesis chapter 3. Who is Jesus Christ? He's the Son of God who came to take away the sin of the world, John 1, 29. How did God provide a remedy for the problem of sin? He sent his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to live and to die on the cross to pay for our sins, who then rose from the dead, providing a way for us to be saved, John three sixteen. What will happen in the world during the end times? The books, of, the books of Daniel and Revelation give us insights about things that will happen in the end times of history. 
If you aren't already in the habit of reading the Word of God every day, today is a great day to start. Reading three chapters in the Bible every day is a great growth goal for any believer. So for anyone who will embark upon the journey to start reading the Word of God daily, begin, they can begin in the book of Genesis. Today is the day you may begin to receive the answers to some of your biggest questions. Again, the title of that article is Genesis Introduction to the Book of Answers. If you'd like to get a copy, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to send you a copy of that article. We pick up now, beginning beginning in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan, to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. And to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh, Joshua spoke, saying, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is giving you rest and is giving you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of the Jordan. But you shall pass before your brethren armed, all your mighty men of valor and help them until the Lord has given your brethren rest as he gave you. And they also have taken possession of the land which the Lord your God is giving them, is giving them. Then you return, then you will, excuse me, then you shall return to the land of your possession and enjoy it, which Moses, the Lord's servant, gave you on this side of the Jordan toward the sunrise. So they answered Joshua, saying, All that you command us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, so we will heed you. Only the Lord your God be with you, as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words, in all that you command him, 
shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. Joshua chapter 2. Now Joshua the son of Nun sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly saying, Go, view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Then the woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And it happened as the gate was being shut, when it was dark, that the men went out. When the men, excuse me, where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. Then the men pursued them by the road to the Jordan, to the fords. And as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. Now before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you has fallen on us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted, neither, neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Now therefore I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token and spare my father and, and spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. So the men answered her, Our lives for yours, if none of you tell this business of ours. And it shall be when the Lord has given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall. And she said to them, Get to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward, you may go your way. So the men said to her, We will be blameless if this oath of yours which you have made us swear, unless when we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window, through which you let us down, and unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household to your own home, so shall it be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street 
His blood shall be on his own head, and we will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him. And if you tell this business of ours, then we will be free from your oath, which you made us swear. Then she said, According to your words, so be it. And she sent them away, and they departed. And she bound the scarlet cord in the window. They departed and went to the they departed and went to the mountain and stayed there 3 days until the pursuers returned. The pursuers sought them all the way but did not find them. So the two men returned, descended from the mountain and crossed over. And they came to Joshua the son of Nun and told him all that had befallen them. And they said to Joshua, Truly the Lord has delivered all the land into our hands. For indeed, all the inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted because of us. Joshua chapter 3 Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they crossed over. Father, we thank you again for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the wisdom, the grace, and the power, and the encouragement that comes from your word. And thank you for the opportunity for us to read your word each and every day. Help us to grow an understanding of the need for us to take your word and to put it to work in our lives. And just as Joshua chapter 1 encourages us, help us to be a people that walk in courage in everything we say and in everything we do. Help us to know, Lord, that to faithfully follow you, we must be courageous and bold in the way we hear your word and obey it. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Joshua chapter 3, beginning at verse 1 again. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Then Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You shall command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you have come to the edge of the water of the Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan. Verses 1 through 8, Joshua chapter 3. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're reading through the Word of God. We'll be right back.
This is the story of a runaway With no way home and no way out I threw the best of me away I had my chance, it's too late now Too far gone and too ashamed To think that you'd still know my name But love refused to let my story in that way Found my way to you I couldn't cross that distance Even if I wanted to You came running after me When anybody else Would have turned and left me at my worst Love moved first oh, oh, oh. What kind of Relentless grace would chase this rebel down, crawl into this prisoner's cage, take my hand and pull me out. Music from Casting Crowns with Love Moved First. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Real briefly, I want to share with you, I want to remind you, 10 excellent reasons to read God's Word every day. And on a pretty regular basis, we're encouraging you, if you don't already have the habit of reading at least three chapters in your Bible every day, today is a great day to start that very productive habit. 10 excellent reasons to read the Word daily. Number one, it tells you genuinely how to be saved and grow up in your faith. Number two, it gives you clear guidance and direction for much of your life. Number three, it empowers your prayer life. Number four, reading the Word daily sharpens your ability to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit more and more clearly in your life. Number five, reading the Word daily ministers to your mind, body, and spirit. Six, it helps you maintain your mental health. Seven, it increases God's anointing on every area of your life. Number eight, it increases your wisdom in every part of life. Number nine, it enhances your intellect and your personality. And a tenth reason to read the Word daily, it pours grace, peace, mercy, and joy into your spirit your mind, and your life. Hope that you'll start that habit of reading at least three chapters in your Bible every day. Let me share this too as well. Today I want to give an uh, offer, a, a gift uh, for the first two persons to email me at my email, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. I'd like to send you a copy of a living uh, Bible. So if you're one of the first two persons to email me, again, joseph at afr.net, we'd be glad to send you a copy of A Living Bible. And we're in, again, one more gift to encourage you to start reading the Word of God three, at least three chapters a day, every single day. Hope that you'll do that. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up now in the book of, in the New Testament, the Gospel of John, chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Then, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? 
This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. Now a great, now a great many of the Jews knew that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests plotted to put Lazarus to death also, because on account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. The next day, a great multitude that had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him and that they had done these things to him. Therefore the people who were with him, when he called Lazarus out of his tomb and raised him from the dead, bore witness. For this reason the people also met him, because they heard that he had done this sign. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, You see that, excuse me, you, see that you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Now there were certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn Andrew and Philip told Jesus. But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. This he said, signifying by what death he would die. 
The people answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. And how can you say, The Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus said to them, A little while longer the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. But although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him, that the word of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled which he spoke. Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, because Isaiah said again, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. These things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Then Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come as a light into the world, that whoever believes in me, should not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. John chapter 13. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world excuse me, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel, and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon, then he came to Simon, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, 
you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part in me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore he said, You are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We just completed John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17. As we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never made the all-important step of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, we'd like to invite you to make that very, very important step right now. In all of life, there's no more important decision than making that decision to invite Jesus Christ to become the Lord and Savior of your life, to take over your life and to make you brand new. If you'd like to make that step, Pray that pray a prayer from your heart to invite him to be your Lord and Savior. Would you simply pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Help me to read your word daily. Help me to seek you in prayer daily. Help me to obey and follow you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much want to be in touch with you. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please email us. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ now that you've invited him in to be your Lord and Savior. Please email us. We definitely want to be in touch with you. Again, joseph at afr.net. And once again, if you'd like to be, if, again, if you're one of the first two persons to email us and request the, a copy of the Living Bible, again, we look forward to receiving are hearing from you. Same email, joseph at afr.net. We hope to hear from you as well. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.